Lovely day for tennis, eh? Game set and match. This is Tennis Talk Canada with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Good morning. Welcome aboard. Tennis Talk Canada all set to sail. Jim Taddy with you. Also, Ken Christina, Director of Tennis at the Mayfair Club, standing by at the Aviva Center, getting set for the National Bank Open, and we'll explore that very shortly. Ken, welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jim. Thank you. Uh, excited to be on the cusp of the start of the National Bank Open after missing it last year. We're happy it's back in Toronto and in Montreal with play just getting underway at 11 a.m. this morning in the qualifying. So qualifying going on there, also at the IGA Stadium in Montreal. Busy times ahead, and we'll explore that, and we've got a gift that we're going to hand out very shortly. Racket Guys is Canada's largest selection of tennis gear at the guaranteed lowest price. Shop online at racketguys.ca or visit their Markham Superstore for expert advice. And serve a drop shot in your retirement. Let the team at owlmortgage.ca show you how to ace your retirement with expert advice and a copy of Home Run, the reverse mortgage advantage. For your free copy, call Owl Mortgage at 416-633-LEND. 416-633-5300. Six three. So, Kenny, uh, we've got some tickets to give away. Tell us about that. Absolutely. We've got the tournament director on the show later on this morning from uh, the National Bank Open. The tournament director is Carl Hale. And Carl was gracious enough to donate two tickets to quarterfinal Friday's day session, which means you'll see two quarterfinal matches, weather permitting, of course. You never know what's going to happen in with Toronto weather, but uh, we're excited that uh, we've got a pair of tickets to give away. And um, I guess we're going to do a little phone-in contest for that, but they're going to be great seats. There's not a bad seat in the house at the Aviva Centre for the National Bank Open. Um, I've sat almost everywhere in the stadium, and great sight lines, great views, and uh, great fan interaction because you always feel like you're up close and personal with the players, so you can see everything. Well, you've got a new setup because I just heard your your laptop click, so that's interesting. (laughs) We'll explore that as we go along. Let me tell everybody that on the show today, Vashik Pospisil will be by in the next segment. We're thrilled about that. And Carl Hell, the attorney director for the National Bank Open, will be by uh, in segment three. And, of course, Ken and I will talk in segment four. But let's give away the tickets. So a pair of tickets. Caller number three at this number right now, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. 1050. Caller number three, you'll talk to Ben, he'll get your information, and uh, he will uh, forward that to us, and uh, we will tell you on air exactly how you're going to pick those up. So 416-870-1050, caller number three. So, Ken, give us, uh, give us the, uh, the uh, geography of where you are, what you're looking at right now. Well, I'm pretty lucky. I have kind of one of the best seats in the house. I'm up at Media Row, where all the TV cameras are, all the kind of behind the scenes um, booths go to kind of man the TVs and man the Hawkeye, which calls all the lines on all the courts this year at both National Bank Opens. There'll be no lines people on every court. Everything is done through the camera system, which is a, is a big change. So it's kind of a nice spot. I sit up here high in the sky. I overlook the court, overlook all the fans. I've got air conditioning, which is nice, and a little fridge to keep uh, some beverages, beverages cold. And I keep some honey close at hand because after a week long of uh, announcing and yelling and everything else that goes on at a tennis event my throat starts to go before the final Sunday so it is kind of the best seat in the house a little different format this year there's no fans on qualifying weekend due to COVID protocols and usually this weekend our many of our listeners will know Jim it's free for fans to get in and watch the tennis and kind of see some great action 
That doesn't happen this year, but the players are still here. The draw is phenomenal. The number one seed in the men's is number 53 in the world, Francis Tiafo. Um, I'm watching right now on, uh, on Stadium Court, the number fourth seed in the qualifying is the number 57th ranked player in the world, Dominic Kupfer. And I hope I've pronounced his name correctly. I'll get better as the week goes along. Certainly will if he makes it into the main draw. But you can see guys that are ranked 53, 54, 57th in the world are in the qualifying just to get into the main draw. So the level of action is phenomenal uh, all week long at the National Bank Open. Now, obviously, the main draw not totally set, but, but the Canadians are spoken for. What can you tell us about that? Oh, it's fantastic, actually. You know, we've got um, Denis Shapovalov will be seated in around fourth or fifth. The draw will be coming out later today. Felix Oje Aliassim will be seated as well. Um, Milos, unfortunately, had to pull out. He's still nursing some injuries. He's really had a tough go in the last three or four years. Um, Vashik Pospisil, of course, has received a wild card into the main draw. He'll be joining us, as you mentioned, uh, later on this morning in our show. Um, and we've got some great Canadians that are in the qualifying, that have an opportunity to qualify and make it through to the main draw. Braden Schnur is playing here today. Steven Diaz, Peter Polonsky, as I mentioned. And a guy that we've talked about a little bit on the show, Liam Draxel, who is ranked number one in NCAA D1 tennis down in the States. He received a wild card into the qualifying. He actually just played in a, an event in, Ken, in um, Kentucky last week or the week before where he won the doubles and he unfortunately had a tough draw in the singles. He played the number one seed and lost 6-3, 6-3 first round. But expect big things from Liam Draxel. Whether or not it happens this week in the qualifying or this weekend in the qualifying, uh, we'll see. But he is a name to remember. He is going to make it onto the ATP Tour and do great, uh, great things, I'm sure. So, Ken, we have a winner right away. Uh, his name is Herbert, but I'm going to send you his information. And, Herbert, congratulations. If you're listening, uh, Ken's going to give you or, or contact you at your contact information and tell you how you can scoop those tickets. So congratulations to Herbert. We'll be attending the National Bank Open on Friday. And that's just uh, I'm glad that Carl, who, who will be by later on, he's the attorney director, was generous enough to give us those tickets. So everybody's happy here. So uh, how about your week? I mean, you have a, a busy, what, seven, eight days ahead. Yeah, very busy seven or eight days. Um, typically, uh, I'm here from around 8.30 in the morning until about a half an hour after the last ball is hit in the last match of the night. So, you know, they're anywhere from kind of 12-hour to 15, 16-hour days. We finished as late as 2.30 in the morning before uh, in past years here at the Aviva Center. So it's usually a quick turnaround. I live out in the, in the Whitby, Oshawa area, so it's a bit of a commute to get home put your head on a pillow, turn around and uh, come back for the next day. But I wouldn't give it up for anything. Live tennis in Toronto with the best players in the world is really uh, what it's all about. As far as what I get to do here, Jim, it's kind of neat. I get to kind of see the players behind the scenes, you know, which is you kind of see them with their guard down, whether they've won or they lost or they're just on the practice courts. They're really just everyday people like we are under extreme amounts of pressure on a tennis court really is is really the only main difference they're they're really likable athletes um canadian tennis players and tennis players from around the world are very much like the hockey players that i've had to deal with over the years just real good strong people strong athletes and and they're willing to do nice things for for nice people um part of the things that i do i do player introductions on court 
introduce players a little bit differently than kind of tennis has been introduced in the past. I, I'm kind of a monster truck or boxing announcer more so than a kind of a quiet tennis announcer, which is kind of oh. what's kind of happened in the past. Oh, could, could you could you conjure up one as we speak? <laughs> uh, I could, I guess. I guess one of the big things that I do differently is I don't announce the player until the end, whereas typically tennis announcers immediately tell you uh, kind of who's playing. But, but what I'll do is I'll say, um, warming up at the north end of the court, he's a three-time Grand Slam champion. He's reached this match by defeating the number two player in the world, Rafael Nadal. Please welcome our number three seed in the tournament, Roger Federer. So that kind of might be so how who, I introduce. <laughs> so who are you? Who are you channeling when you're doing that? I'm not sure. I I, I just kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe uh, maybe some boxing announcers, you know, that we've seen in the past, yeah. or maybe a WWF announcer. Um, yeah, I just I just kind of made a little change to how it was done, and uh, the ATP tour kind of loved it, and the. Um, the players, most of the players have loved it. Some have kind of looked at me and thought, what the heck is this guy doing? And, uh, you know, the, I, I've kind of created a little bit of a twist to how we introduce tennis in Toronto and, and in Canada, because I've, I've done it for Davis Cup and Billie Jean King Cup, which used to be called Fed Cup. So it's, it's kind of a twist. So it's, uh, it's stuck and uh, so far so good for me anyway. You know, missing from that uh, presentation, and it was good, but missing was the trademark phrase, yes, guy, for a slight fee, I could <laughs> I could grant permission. <laughs> I'm, we'll I, might have, I might have to throw it in there in the middle uh, during the event this week. I don't know if I would suggest that you do that on your own, but, but nonetheless, because <laughs> I know your address, the invoice would be delivered quite hastily. I love it. I love it. I'll be waiting for that. <laughs> Yes, so, I mean, guy. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay, but I mean, so you—I mean, you also motor these guys around, right? Yeah, one of the best things that I that I've done in the past—I'm not able to do it this year because of COVID protocols—and the players are in a bubble and have to stay very close to the stadium and can only pretty much go between the hotel and and the uh, Aviva Center. But in the past, I've driven one of the tournament cars. I usually start on the Wednesday or Thursday prior to the event. The car is decked out with seven or eight cameras, and the player gets in, and it's just the player and myself. We drive usually from the Hilton Hotel in downtown Toronto all the way up to um, the Aviva Center, and I basically just talk to them for 45 minutes about life on tour, family, you know, the favorite things that they do. Um, sometimes we've kind of turned it into a car karaoke, and we've done some singing, some some bad jokes, some good jokes, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. One of the best players of all time, I think, was uh, Anastasia Pavlichenkova. Um, she was kind of uh, the, the, the most fun that I've had uh, in a car. She just sang and danced and did everything. It was, it was unbelievable. And, and Marian Cilic was also a lot of fun. He, was, uh, he told some jokes that I've never heard before, and we couldn't always sh show them on the commercials, but they were some good <laughs> jokes, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, so just listening to that, and again, it's it's a, com a complete blatant ripoff of my yes guy no guy game. But you could play good joke bad joke. That might work. I like that. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to be making notes as we speak here, Jim. I'm going to keep that for next year and uh, go with uh, good joke bad joke. Of course, I will ask for your permission ahead of time. But um, you are uh, the best. I, we will be ready. 
so so let me ask you this because you, you're talking about seeing uh, the competitors just before they they go on to the court. So some people have different ways of, of being zoned in and, and dealing with tension, um, and some people are pretty loose. Uh, do you have examples of that in your mind when you think back to some of the people you saw just before they stepped on? Um, I think probably Serena It was one of the most focused players prior to going on the court. Uh, she wears the headphones and headset, and you, it really kind of tunes out the world and probably has the music going pretty loud because I could hear it while standing beside her. And she almost doesn't even hear her own name or see people kind of say, okay, it's your turn to walk out on court. She's one of the most, um, you know, focused. I think one of maybe the, the most um, relaxed players that I've seen kind of going on court was maybe Bianca. And even though, you know, we saw Bianca and, and Serena play in the finals here two years ago, Bianca just seemed to be relaxed. Yes, she looked nervous, but she seemed to be content in what was about to happen and content with handling the pressure and it just seemed I was in awe of how uh, focused she was but comfortable in her in her own skin and uh, you know at a young age totally impressed with how Bianca was pre-match during the match of course and post-match of course as well but I was really surprised at how calm she was prior to entering the court that's pretty interesting stuff, i got to say. Uh, so on the way out, let me tell you this. If you're over 55, you can access the wealth that is built up in your home with a reverse mortgage. Let OwlMortgage.ca show you how with a free copy of Home Run, the reverse mortgage advantage. Call Owl Mortgage today for a free copy, 416-633-LEND, L-E-N-D. That's 5363. So 416-633-5363. Vashik Pospisil is next. This is Tennis Talk Canada. TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available on the TSN and iHeartRadio apps. You're listening to Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. Here's Jim Taddy. Welcome back. This segment of Tennis Talk Canada sponsored by the Fox Group at IG Private Wealth Management. It's important to get your financial planning in order, and I feel comfortable and confident recommending Don Fox and his team to you. The Fox Group provides a written plan specifically tailored for you, reflecting your goals and aspirations. It's reviewed regularly and adjusted or updated when needed. The planning process begins with you in mind, the Fox Group, inspiring clients to achieve true wealth. You can contact the Fox Group on their website, donfox.net, or follow on Twitter at Fox Group PWM. We are pleased to have with us now Vashik Pospisil. Vashik, welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Our pleasure. And, of course, Ken booked you. Kenny, say hi. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Vashik. We know it's a busy uh, week ahead for you, so thanks for taking the time. Oh, of course. No, I'm glad, glad to be here. Uh, in terms of your shoulder, how's it doing? I know you've played since, but how's it going? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It was, um, yeah, I mean, horrible, you know, bad timing um, for sure. I, I, I mean, I, I had a strain at Newport, and I I finished the event there because I was in doubles, and I didn't want to pull out of my partner but um i didn't surf for 10 days and then now it's better i got good good physio treatment uh at home in vancouver and um and now it's, it's feeling it's feeling a lot better you mentioned doubles there vashik i know you've had some great success on tour um in canada as you know doubles is a big thing we play so much of it you know i had the luxury of growing up in the era of grant connell and always asked him to play doubles and he said no repeatedly um, for many good reasons. What, what's your secret to success in picking a good doubles player and something maybe some of our club players could look for when they're trying to team up for their club championships and things like that? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously 
you know, at the end of the day, I guess they're the doubles results speak for themselves. So if they have good doubles results, then you know they're probably a good doubles partner. But in terms of uh, in terms of specifics for, for for yourself, I mean, I think you know one one um, <clears throat> kind of point that that is super important actually is is just being even just getting along with that person, which is sounds uh, it sounds funny, but but if you have good good energy on the court um, and good chemistry, like. Um, you'll actually play a lot better. So, I I, I tend to, to play you know much better with guys that that are just easy to to uh, get along with and and uh, communication and and all that. So that's actually an important part. But obviously, from the tennis side, it's you know it's, it's more straightforward. Um, you know if they're if they're uh, they got good results and they're they're good partners. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, you know, we missed out on the National Bank Open last year. Um, how how happy are you to be back playing in Toronto, playing in Canada? And can com- can you compare, you know, competing here in Toronto and or Montreal to playing Davis Cup and what some of those differences might be or similarities even? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to be back. I'm super super excited. I was I was a little bit. Uh, nervous that there weren't going to be any fans, so I'm, I'm uh, even more uh, excited that, that that we'll have you know 5,000 fans or so on the center court. So you know, hopefully, I'll get scheduled on that court and have the, some of the home crowd support, which which is obviously you know kind of the the highlight of playing um, in Canada or playing Davis Cups. And I think the, the similarities are definitely there because um, it's it's just there's just so much energy that you feed off of when you're playing Davis cups. You just feel like the whole crowd is, is so engaged because they're, they're there to really cheer for, for, um, you know, one side or the other. And there's so much, um, energy in the, in the, in the stadium. And same goes for, for Rogers cups or, or national bank open, I should say. Um, because, you know, when obviously when I step on the court, then, then there's a, there's a bunch of Canadians and I feed off of that energy. So more so than, than, um, you know, events, um, you know, other events around the world. Yeah, when you look back over the season, I mean, there's we're starting to get back to normal. Not quite there yet. It, it's still somewhat compressed. Uh, when you look back over your play and, and some of the things you experienced, what do you see? Um, I see. Yeah, it's been it's been a challenge. We'll put it that way. I mean, I I um, the the tough part's been been. Um, you know, kind of the inconsistency with with having the team around. I mean, I'm, my my team is Canadian based, and um, obviously with the two week quarantine, which which most countries, you know, haven't really had the, the last twelve months or so, um, made it made it more difficult for my coach and physio to be on the road with me. So that was that made it harder, just to have that stability and and you know making sure that um, you're maximizing your time on court and training and. So it's been challenging for sure, and, I, and my results have been a little bit sporadic, um, you know, along with that. I mean, also the injuries after being isolated in Australia, that didn't help. And um, so I'm, I'm just really looking forward to um, kind of getting getting that routine going again and getting the, the team with me and, and the consistent training and consistent match play, uh, which, which I feel like I've lacked a little bit. Um, the last 12 months and it's been yeah it's been a challenge for everyone obviously so um, I'm just I think everybody is looking forward to normal life. Vashik I knew you I know you grew up playing the junior circuit um, in Canada I believe you've you've won at least two of the junior nationals that I'm aware of 
Do you have any advice for our young Canadian players under 16, under 18, kind of coming up through the ranks and, you know, uh, what they should do as far as how often to play and train in the tournaments and nationals and things like that for them? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it, for, for sure. I, I mean, I, I would say, you know, the training part is obviously, in the, you know, it depends on, on the person and the coach that they're with. And obviously the more time you spend on the court, the better. Um, and then I would say, you know, also in, in fitness and physio, I mean, everything is going, is really evolving. I feel like, you know, even even young young players these days, they have kind of the full package around them. And, and that's important because tennis is becoming more competitive, sport is becoming more competitive. And so I would just say, you know, to keep it brief is, um, A, to, to, to know that there's going to be tons of ups and downs. I mean, when I was from 16 to 18, I mean, I feel like I hit rock bottom a few times and, and felt like, you know, I, you know, really doubting, doubting my, my career choice, uh, cause it was a career choice for me, even at that young age. And, uh, but, you know, just persevering, staying, staying with it and, and things kind of, they turn around. So if you're on the right path, if you're improving, then, you know, just keep going and, um, and, um, yeah, good things will happen. I, you know, I like that you open that door. So, so when you're down, when when things aren't working out, how do you pull yourself out of that? Well, I think I think it's just a little bit of the mentality, you knowing it's like, well, what is your what is your goal? What is your your dream? Your vision? I was like, well, for me, it was always I want to be a professional player, and and um, and I was you know kind of taught, or I knew that that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy road, and, and you don't give up, right? So that was kind of ingrained in me at a young age that, you know, my dad would always say, you know, fossils, we don't, we never give up. And, and so, so when I was, I was, you know, if there were tough times, I, they were expected. And, and I knew that, that, you know, this is exactly what, you know, my dad said would happen. It's going to be tough and you gotta, you gotta get through it. And, and that was, you know, that was kind of the key, I think, reason why ultimately, you know, I, I reached a certain level of success in the sport and, and um, you just, you got to keep going, right? You got to keep fighting through it. And life in general, not only sport, just overall, like uh, any, anyone that will, you know, reach any kind of success will will have had times where things really did not go well and, and you can't just, you know, throw in the towel and go do something else. You got to keep going through it. I love that advice. Um so can you give our listeners an idea on how things are going with what uh, the initiative with you and Novak putting together the Professional Tennis Players Association? Where, where are things at with that and how is it, how's it going along? Yeah, it's coming along very nicely, actually. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting a ton of momentum. We have a great team. We have a great advisory board. We have executive, uh, executives that we're playing full-time now. And uh, most importantly, we have the, the player support, which, which is huge. I mean, we're not done recruiting yet, and we already have, um, you know, over 75% of, of, of the players that that, uh, that we're targeting, and, and we have women that are joining, and, and, and you know, that's growing quickly. And, and it's, yeah, I think it's, honestly, I, I'm, I really believe strongly that this is something that tennis, you know, absolutely needs given the, the environment that we're in. And, and you know, I'll, to put it lightly, it's... it's um, our goal is, is we want more players to be able to, to make a living playing tennis. I mean, it's a $2.2 billion global industry. And, and, you know, if you're not top, top hundred, then you're, you're, 
you know, breaking even or losing money. And the lower you go down the ranks, the harder it is. And that just, it, it, it feels wrong when, when that's the case when it's a $2.2 billion uh, industry. And, and I think the reason for that is because players don't have uh, representation, like proper representation. It's a, it, there's an illusion of it. But at the end of the day, um, we're not, you know, partners with, with, um, with the tournaments or the tour and grand slams. It's there. It's, you know, they're just calling all the shots and, and, um, and it's fine for the top hundred and I've had an amazing career and I'm super grateful for it. But, but I also feel that, um, it's kind of counterproductive to the growth of the sport. Um, when, when, you know, you're 110 in the world or 120 in the world and you can't afford to, to pay for a coach full time or, or have, a fitness trainer or physio or things that are absolutely critical for professional sports. So honestly, it's, it's just, we're just trying to, we're hoping that, that this will improve the sport and, and, uh, you know, also just if you have 300 players suddenly being able to make a living, I mean, that, that's only, that's only a positive thing for, for, um, for the growth of, of, of tennis. So hopefully it, 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 it ends up being successful. I couldn't agree more, and I, my hat's off to you and Novak for uh, leading the charge and for all the players that are um, coming along with you. So I, I certainly hope we, we reach that stage. Uh, the sooner the better. One more question for you, Vashik, while we have you. It's been a, a crazy week with the Olympics and how well Canada has done. Have you been able to catch any of it? And, and if so, um, I hate to put you on the spot, but has there been a favorite event that you've watched outside of tennis uh, at the Olympics? Yeah, I've been I, I've been watching a little bit a little bit less. Just, I'll be honest, a little bit less this year than previous years, just because I don't know, just the COVID madness. But but I will say I'm, I um, my uh, former manager and actually still still an amazing friend of mine. He's uh, he's he manages Penny Alexiak and and obviously watching her and um, that, that's you know being the most decorated Canadian Olympian of all time is is at her age is pretty incredible. So that that for me was was a highlight, and also knowing her and that she's a really you know a sweet girl and and um and a good person so that that's that's been the the highlight for me for sure i was watching her races and and uh, i heard she might come out to the rogers cup so hopefully she i mean to the sorry national bank open so uh hopefully we see her there but but that that would be it for me for sure well, Vashik, as you know, um, I do all the announcing at uh, the National Bank Open, and uh, I keep reminding myself that it's the National Bank Open. But when <laughs> yeah, you, uh, I know it's the hard it's, one, it's I, a tough I one know. To, to sneak switch. <laughs> I know it is for sure. But when you get to Stadium Court, I'm going to give you a little extra pump up, and we're going to make sure that the up to 5,000 fans in attendance will be cheering you on super loud. So, perfect. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Vashik, thanks very much for stopping by. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks very much. Thanks. Vashik Pospisil. And, Ken, when you're doing the introduction, slip in Tennis Talk Canada in the time, 11 a.m., TSN 1050, please. <laughs> I'll do that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this segment of Tennis Talk Canada is sponsored by the Fox Group at IG Private Wealth Management. It's important to get your financial planning in order, and I feel comfortable and confident recommending Don Fox and his team to you. The Fox Group provides a written plan specifically tailored for you, reflecting your goals and aspirations. It's reviewed regularly and adjusted or updated when needed. The planning process begins with you in mind, the Fox Group, inspiring clients to achieve true wealth. You can contact the Fox Group on their website website donfox.net or follow on twitter at fox group pwm this is tennis.canada tsn 1050 tsn1050.ca also available on the tsn and iheart radio apps 
You're listening to Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. Here's Jim Taddy. This segment is brought to you by Scoglin Homes. Considering selling your home in the GTA, do not just rely on a strong market. Call Eric Scoglin and maximize your sale price with the Scoglin Homes comprehensive listing plan with a luxurious staging, yes, guy, eye-catching video, marketing, drone photography, and a large database of qualified buyers looking for homes just like yours. Call 647-300-7019 and speak to Eric directly or check out scoglinhomes.com to make the right decision around your largest investment. Jim Taddy, Ken Christina with you. Please step with us now. Carl Hell, he's the attorney director for the National Bank Open. Carl, welcome. How are you today? Thanks for having me. Uh, we're off to a great start. The weather's holding, so hopefully it holds the rest of the day. I mean, this, I mean there's so many things that you've gone through to, to get to this point. What does it feel like? Oh, it's great. I mean, all the players are here, and I'm, I'm in the players' lounge now, and everybody's kind of practicing or getting ready to practice, and they're all excited to be here and have a great week of tennis at the National Bank Open. The Players' Lounge, Carl, is a fun place to be. I, I probably won't make it there this year due to COVID protocols and restrictions, but can you share with our listeners some of the things that are in the Players' Lounge that they're going to get to partake in? Well, it's different than, uh, than before pre-COVID because, you know, we have to adhere to the protocols, you know, it's social distancing, et cetera, so the tables are all six feet apart. But we have it in the COE now, a center of excellence, and we have the two indoor courts that the players can use that we never had before. And, you know, they're doing just, you know, we have a big soccer field for the, them outside that we never had before. So some unusual things, but not the normal, you know, full-on spas and everything and hairdressing and all those things we had in the past. Is there a ping-pong table? There is. There is. <laughs> um, you know, we did, to be honest, we didn't have one this year, but it was requested by the players, so... Uh, we're putting one in today. Um, people always ask about the schedule. You know, they always want to know who's playing this time, who's playing that time. Can you share with us a pre-draw? We know the draw is happening soon, I think at noon today, but can you share with us any players that you know playing in any sessions yet? Well, we're excited to announce Denis Shapovalov is playing Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, coming from his Wimbledon semifinal. And then after we do the draw, we'll announce the rest of of the top seeds when they're playing, um, so likely later tonight or tomorrow. But it's very dependent on who they play, who plays before them, etc. Carl, I want to thank you for providing the two tickets that the winner's name is Herbert. And, and just for people like Herbert that are going to attend this event, what do they have to look forward to in terms of protocol and things like that? Well, you know, you have to wear a mask on site uh, at all times. There's only matches in the stadium for fans this year. Um, and then obviously adhere to the social distancing. Our seats are spaced out. We want to be the safest tournament in the world and make sure none of our players get affected or our fans or our partners or staff. So we're, we're very, being very strict in that regard, and we want to complete a safe and secure event. So, Carl, in the past, I know you've gone to chat with players at Wimbledon and Miami and Indian Wells and things like that. This year is a little different. How, how were you able to connect with players and, and get them to commit to coming to Toronto? I think I did what everybody else is doing a lot of, Zoom um, <laughs> and text and calls. And, you know, everybody's in the same boat. All the other events are, are very similar, and the players are very understanding. Like, we have very strict protocols during this event, and all the players that have come did not one complaint. You know, to the contrary, the number one question is always, do you have fans and how many? 
because um, it's so important to the players. You know, they love playing in front of the fans. It's, it's their, the best feeling they have. So luckily we have 5,000 fans per session this year, and including uh, most decorated Olympian Penny Alexiak is coming and also Damian Warner, the gold medalist. So really exciting week of tennis coming up. Oh, great. Uh, tell us more about those two appearances. Well, you know, I think just in celebration of the great Olympics Canada's having, especially on the women's side, it's just incredible what the women are doing. And it's great to see that women are doing so well in sports. Uh, so Penny is, uh, is actually a friend of Dennis and Vasek, and uh, she, she wants to come and cheer them on. So hopefully they can get a gold medal of their own here at the National Bank Open. And also, Damien Warner is, you know, he's from London, Ontario. He's a big fan of tennis. So after he finishes some of his responsibilities, he'll be coming up and watching. I believe the final is what he's coming to. You know, I, I liked when you were talking about, uh, you know, the reaction from the players, because sometimes we look at this as, as our event, and it's our only event, which is proper. But for everybody else, it's a stop along the way, and it's been a compressed season with with the Olympics. And so everybody was on board with all of that. It, I mean, it was just, uh, I guess you, you had to really um, go after people in some respects, but they were receptive, right? Yeah, there, you know, especially Rafa was, uh, was uh, you know, a lock from a long time ago, he he was really committed to us and has been for several years. So it's nice to have a you know a legend of tennis that's that's kind of a supporter of yours and advocate speaking to other players as well. Um, and then you know the good news for us is that that we have great Canadians now, and that's to me the biggest news is that Dennis is going to be our number five seed and Felix our number nine, and they're they're legitimate um, favorites to win the event. So we look forward to them, uh, you know, hopefully having a successful week. Yeah, it's great to see the players. I saw the picture that uh, Rafa tweeted with the CN Tower in the background and Medvedev tweeted, hello, Canada, when he arrived. You know, for you and I that grew up um, playing tennis across this country, it's so nice now to see how big the National Bank Open is and how well it's received by these stars, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I remember when they built the stadium in 2004 and, you know, they were required to do so by the ATP Tour and everybody was asking questions, you know, are you able to fill up such a large stadium, which they never had before? And a lot of people were disbelievers, but, you know, as time's moved along, the sport's grown in our country. Our players have developed into world-class, you know, Grand Slam contenders, Davis Cup and Fed Cup contenders and winners, you know, Bianca. Um, so it, it's it's really amazing what's happened to date, but the best is yet to come. You know, the next ten years, you're going to see these players winning Grand Slams, Fed Cup, Davis Cup, all of the things we never thought possible, uh, and it's great to see. I agree with you 100. percent Can you explain the player bubble a little bit to our listeners, Carl? Kind of where what what happens with them, and are they allowed? Like I know in the past they've kind of stayed all over the city and they've been able to go all over the city. Is it is it much different for the players this year? Yeah, it's very different. So, you know, they have to wear a face mask at all times um, in the bubble, and they have to stay at the hotel or on site only. They're not allowed to go anywhere else. Uh, they're tested every second day. They're tested when they come in. Um, at the hotel, they're not allowed to congregate. It, it's just it's very, very strict, and we don't mind. And the players are actually, nobody's complained about it. They're used to it. It's very similar around the world. The Olympics was even tougher. Um, so we have to do what we have to do to be safe, you know, not just for the players, but for 
our staff, our fans, and also just, just Canadians as a whole. We want want to keep keep uh, COVID away. Um, I, you know, I, I think this just might be one of our strongest National Bank Opens ever. We have the number one seed in the qualifying is the 53rd ranked player in the world. Um, was it difficult to get players to commit what, with the late government response, the protocols, and you know, not knowing if we were going to have fans? Or were they quick to, to jump on board and say, yeah, I'm coming to Toronto? No, you know, we're, we're a prestigious event on the calendar. This is a 140th running of our event. So everybody's fully aware of how important the points are, the prize money, the preparation to get ready for the U.S. Open. So, you know, it wasn't uh, that difficult. And, you know, the, the draw reflects it, you know, as well. Our, our draw size this year was a little smaller. Uh, it was 48 main draws instead of 56 to allow eight other players to have buys and arrests from the Olympics. Um, so it's even tougher than normal, um, i.e., you, you have a... 50th ranked player that can't even get in the main draw. And what people don't recognize is that, you know, the National Bank Open is actually tougher than the Grand Slam. You know, the Grand Slam, you know, you'll have somebody that's 120 or so in the main draw, where ours, you know, the, the lowest ranked person is 40 in the world. So it's a, it's a really, really strong event. Carl, really appreciate you stopping by. I know you got a jam schedule, like in 15 minutes, the draw. So good luck with that, and thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And everybody, come out, uh, nationalbankopen.com to get your tickets. And we have really affordable tickets, $30 on opening night. Uh, we're 80% sold out. The finals, I think, is sold out now. So tickets are going fast. Come out and enjoy tennis this week. Well said. Thank you very much, Carl. Okay, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Carl Hale, attorney director of the National Bank Open. Getting exciting, uh, isn't it, Kenny? Absolutely. You know, it's it's pretty amazing to see. I'm able to watch because um, I, I've got some duties up here, as we talked about in the first segment. And Canada's Peter Polanski is up a break right now, serving for the first set against the number 57th player in the world, Kopfer. So you can follow along on the National Bank Open website. But uh, it, it is. It's exciting that Monday will be uh, main draw Monday, and live tennis is back in Toronto after missing 2020 due to COVID. Wow, that, that's fantastic. Looking to purchase a home in this busy GTA market? Do not get overwhelmed. Let Eric at Scoglin Homes guide you through the process. Eric's comprehensive buyer's plan takes the stress out of purchasing with great services, including virtual showings, access to exclusive listings from the top brokerages in the city, and a complimentary design consult once you have found your dream home. Buyer's representation is very important in a hot market, so call Eric directly at 647-300-7019 or check out scoglinhomes.com to get started. This is Tennis Talk Canada, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available in the TSN and iHeartRadio apps. You're listening to Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. Here's Jim Taddy. Well, if you're in and around 55 and retirement planning is on your horizon, you should read Home Run, the reverse mortgage advantage. It gives you the advice you need to make sound decisions about your future. Call Owl Mortgage and get your free copy today, 416-633-LEND. Jim Taddy, Ken Christina with you. Um, Ken, let's talk about the seeding, the Canadian seeding. And, and because of the, the success over the last couple of years, it's got to be pretty high. Uh, it's unbelievable. As Carl mentioned there, Dennis is going to be seeded fifth. Felix is going to be seated ninth. 
You know, Jim, for me as a, as a young Canadian, or not a young Canadian anymore, but as a Canadian that grew up playing tennis across this country and, you know, idolizing players on tour, I now have the opportunity to coach young Canadian kids who say that their idol is Milos or Jeannie or Bianca or Dennis or Vasek or Felix. And, and that never happened when I was young. You know, when I was playing, we had guys like Andrew Schneider who flirted with the top 50 in the world, but very briefly, we were happy if he won a round in a tournament at a Grand Slam, maybe even get into the main draw, but it was rare. And now young Canadian players get to watch the likes of Dennis and Felix seated in Master Series events. They're going to see Bianca in Montreal seated in the top two or three, four in the tournament. It, it's amazing that young Canadians get to see this. And, and I just know that what it's doing for the game is it's growing the game. More kids are wanting to play tennis. More kids are working hard at tennis. And, and not only that, but Dennis, Felix, Bianca, Vashik, we heard earlier, Milos, Jeannie, they're great ambassadors to the game and they're always giving back to Canadian tennis. And that's important to grow this game. That's important to get rackets in hands of more kids and we'll have future champions that are just picking up the game now that'll be out on these courts at the Aviva Centre down the road. So I, I, I'm so proud of what the game has done and what our young Canadians have done for this game. A couple of minutes left, so let me get this in. Did you know that a reverse mortgage can help fund your retirement? Hmm. OwlMortgage.ca can help homeowners over 55 find out how their home can work for them. Call OwlMortgage.ca for advice and a free copy of Home Run, the Reverse Mortgage Advantage. Call Owl Mortgage at 416-633-5363. So uh, just we'll wrap this up. Let's talk about the, the Tennis Players Association that Vashik was talking about it and your thoughts on it. Well, I think it's fantastic that they're finally trying to do something to give players a voice. The prize money needs to be different. It needs to be able to support more players on tour. And he's 100% right. If you're not ranked in the top 100 in the world, you're often struggling to make ends meet. You know, when the pandemic first hit and they started to cancel tournaments, Peter Polonsky, who I'm watching right now in the qualifying of the National Bank Open, tweeted out, a little bit jokingly, but not really, because he's always been ranked around 110 to 130 in the world. Right now, his ranking's a little bit lower. But he tweeted out, does anybody want any private tennis lessons? I'm open. You know, he's looking for a way to make money, and that shouldn't happen with the type of career that he's had. And I'm hopeful that Vashik and Novak and the players that follow with the Professional Tennis Players Association will have a voice and a strong voice to get this 2.2 billion dollar industry as Vasek mentioned to start to share the wealth a little bit more and support more players so that they can play on tour um, we need it the players need it and the tour needs it because it'll it'll just make the competition that much better too so you might have seen the message I just sent you. It's Herbert's contact information. He's our ticket winner. So I want to congratulate him and thank again Carl Hill for providing those two tickets. What a nice gift that is. Absolutely. And, Herbert, I'll be in touch with you. Uh, the tickets this year are all digital, so I will be in touch and we'll get those tickets to you. You are the lucky person that's going to be able to sit in here and watch quarterfinal Friday, the day session, all thanks to Carl Hale, our tournament director, and the National Bank Open. Yes, Guy is next. Thanks for joining us in Tennis Talk Canada.